0: Hey guys, welcome to this week's money and investing show. This is the first week of our foundation series, the planks in the deck that will set you up for a long-term prosperous financial future. And this week we are looking at pocket money. Maybe you're too old to receive pocket money from your parents, but maybe you're old enough to start giving it to yours. So make sure that you take plenty of notes and as always take plenty of action, a lot to grasp out of this and we'll look forward to seeing you in the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show with me, your host, Andrew Baxter, and as always, my offsider and co-host, Mitchell Laurential. Thank you for having
1: me on the show, Mr. Baxter, and today, just like a banana, we're gonna peel this back to basics. This is the Money and Investing Foundations, or one of the episodes of that, at least. We're gonna be talking about pocket money for kids and mm-hmm. then transitioning into part-time jobs as a parent. How do you manage that and what do you actually pay them?
0: Great area and I think this idea of a foundation series which will obviously level, uh, layer up as time goes by is going to give people a really good platform and and look if you don't have kids um, that's cool but if and when you do get there then this will give you some sort of guidelines perhaps or some DNA game plan to uh, get the most out of uh, giving them some great life skills and starting them off in the right way Uh, and it's interesting we all have a relationship with money and a lot of that relationship that we have with money is something that we inherit from our parents good or bad or bits of both good and bad if you will Uh, but a lot of that dna can rub off uh, you know and you hear people that that have money stories oh we've, we've never been good with money and effectively you're sentencing the next generation to the same sort of limiting beliefs. Yet with some adjustments and shifts, maybe through this kind of foundation series and and a more robust game plan, you can set your kids up, uh, certainly for a very, very uh, different financial outcome where their stories and beliefs around money are quite different and so too likely are the outcomes. And I guess if
1: you're getting pocket money as a child, it's really your first exposure to money, which is where your relationship starts off, right?
0: It's hugely important. I mean, you think about the the different things that we inherit from our parents' beliefs about everything, um, you know, morality, um, honour, Work ethic, uh, family dynamics—all uh, of those different things we certainly inherit from our, our parents. And so, uh, money is a huge one. And yeah, the first taste that most uh, most people get of of money when they're a kid is, of course, pocket money. And and so, what we're looking to do, I guess, is is weaponize that in a way that's going to give them very good probability and prospects for long-term financial success with great habits and great relationships with money. All right, well let's
1: let's kick off mm. AB. So pocket money really two different scenarios. Dad, Mum, can I have some money please? Yep, yeah. here you go, thanks. Or an actual return on effort for <laughs> doing a
0: chore. Sure. What's the difference and what's the pros and cons? Sure thing, I, I mean, I, I didn't get pocket money as a kid. My parents uh, didn't believe in it, couldn't afford it either. Uh, and I'm of the view, because you inherit your views from your parents <laughs> oftentimes. Um But I, I see pocket money as child welfare. If you just put your hand out and give your kids money uh, for, for, for no real reason, um, effectively it is child welfare. And you're conditioning them to the, the value of money as you just asked, and it comes and it doesn't really mean much because you can always ask for more, which is a really toxic um, foundation, I guess, on which to build, you know, your life going forward as an adult into into the world of, of money and investing. Now to put a caveat on that, I'm not talking about, you know, you, you live in a, an empty sackcloth and, you know, wash your face with a lump of coal and you live by candlelight, but if you need things you can have it. But that notion of just simply dishing out cash uh, on demand is, 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 is a really toxic thing. And I see um, People in our social group do that with their kids. Um, and I see a lot of people that now don't, which is great to see. Uh, and, 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 you know, it causes you to set back and, and, and perhaps you know uh, create this narrative that we're talking about now. How can you better um, set your kids up rather than can have some money to, okay, well, let's actually explore the dynamic of the relationship with money here. A massive
1: sense of entitlement comes with that too. I remember mm-hmm. fortunate yeah. enough to go to a private school as a child. Mm-hmm you know kids even at 16 17 oh, don't worry mum and dad will top me up I'll I'll get this one it's just You ask for money and you get it and it creates such bad habits because then you just get into that habit of spending
0: without actually understanding the value of it exactly right and it becomes the knock-on effect so if the value that's associated with money is easy come easy go just hand out uh, put your hand out and you get more it's easy to come by and it's very easy to pump out the back door yeah particularly in today's world with buy now and pay later but yeah the the reality is that that that's free and easy spending is a very dangerous cycle which can be quite toxic toxic down the line so
1: on the other side of the coin, AB, actually having to earn your coin and then choose how you spend it from there would be doing some household chores. So talk to us a little bit about how that might look like.
0: Yeah, Look, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a myriad of things that, that you can do uh, and, and, and some may come across as being a little harsher or more more maybe draconian. Um, But again, with all of these steps, there's an end in mind with that process. So, yeah, I guess, look, okay, you want some pocket money or you need some money, no problem. Help us out around the house. You know, we're a family, we're a team, we need to help each other Um, is, I guess, the way to put a caveat on that. And uh, a lot of people feel that, you know, giving their kids uh, pocket money for doing chores around the house, like clearing the table after dinner, for example, creates the wrong impression that, you know, that, that, that it's a task that they have to do rather than they get to do. And I, and I understand that totally. At the same time, in a family dynamic, let's say mum and dad are both working, um, you know, anything helps in terms of an effort, especially if you've got, you know, a number of kids. Um, you know, it, it all helps keep the ship moving forward. Now, I'm not talking about getting a two-year-old, you know, working on a lathe in a woodworking factory. Oh, that's probably a little extreme. But, you know, at the same time, there comes an age where people can help. And I look at that with my kids. I've got five kids. And Karen my daughter's eight. she's the eldest, my son is six, Um, the youngest is just turned one and we've got a three and a four year old in there and they're all at very different stages. The elder two in particular do do a lot of different things around the house, A because in some instances they want to, and B because we ask them to. Um and, and it's not a commercial relationship that because you do that you get this, because we're not really at that stage uh, certainly with with, with, with the, the six year old yet. But it's getting closer to that. So, you know, clearing up after dinner is a good example, taking the rubbish bin out. Um, put it in the bins, an example of just really simple things that just help the flow of the house work really well. Um, you know cleaning the car out in terms of all the junk that people leave behind in a car. You know there's a couple of empty water bottles and an apple core and all that. Just every week that's your job, go clean the car out. As they get older maybe clean the car, depending on what car you've got of course you might not want your kids cleaning it but true. nonetheless um, you know it's something that they can do. Um, you know if you've got a pool and, 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 and your kids can swim, they're a little bit older maybe helping clean the pool if that's what you do you know clear the filter out because they're all life skills, and B, if they contribute to what's going on in the house, they get to enjoy um, some of the household budget. So in return for doing those chores, then you get X dollars a week for doing it. And if you say, no, I'm not helping clear the table, that's okay. But then the flip side of the lack of contribution or effort means that there's also a direct impact on your income too which is exactly like being an adult in life. If you work hard, you get paid. It's life skill that you're creating um, uh, uh, and embedding at a very, very early age. And I think as a parent, it's a a responsibility to build those in in the right way. So can we have an example of what you do in your household and why? So my daughter um, is eight and one of the jobs that she does, which is a a job that she gets paid for doing, uh, it's not a a part of a a pocket money, she actually gets paid for doing the job. Uh, She's got a horse uh, and I get her to clear the, 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 the manure up in the paddock, the horse poo up every week, she gets six bucks a week for doing that win for her because she's obviously got a horse and sometimes we leave the poo out there to help the grouse move along but given the fact that we've got an organic farm it's pretty handy to to, to whack it over onto the other side of things so yeah I pay her six bucks a week for doing that she does it religiously loves doing it and the money that she has from it she's like oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do with my six uh, lot with my money from this week dad the first week was I'm gonna go and buy X it was, I can't remember what it was now, but it was something seeds, like so that. Um, yeah she's not really a sweet tooth but it's something that was like she didn't need uh, she said I'm gonna get a different helmet I said well I've already got you a helmet and, 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 and it's a good a good helmet, so have a think yeah. on that. And then after about two weeks, three weeks, it's going, Yeah, helmets are quite expensive. Um and I've already got one so I don't need to, to do that. I think I'm just gonna keep it back and have a think about what I want to buy.
1: And I'm now like, could, could we and that's a really
0: good idea. And I'm just pumped on the inside because she's actually arrived at that conclusion herself. Oh, she's just smart kid. Um, that gratuitously it would be I'll just buy another helmet, but now she's seen the effort that she has to get to every week and then she can equate what she gets paid for that effort versus what the cost of a helmet for a horse is, you know, it's a couple hundred bucks. So that's a a lot of weeks of picking up poo in the paddock to do that. Does that equate to the pleasure you'll get from buying that helmet for the work that you've done, which is the best correlation, if you will, of uh, you know, life skills and action versus how you choose to spend your money. So that's that's one example. My son, he always helps with it. He's he's a great kid. He, he he helps with the the dishes or emptying the bins. He, he he's he's someone that's I'm not going to say he's a pleaser, but likes to help out. He's a really kind and sharing person. So we do that with him, and uh, and the others are just like the four and three. They're probably a little bit young, but they're caught up and they help their siblings uh, anyway, because they, they want to, as opposed to realizing that they might get some pocket money for it.
1: So a question for you, mm. uh, any parents listening to this probably can share this personal experience where they've had a pushback from mm. their, their kid when they've asked them to do something. Did you experience that? And if you did, how did you get over it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think you've got to be, it's a very careful line, because if you make it a really direct chore that's a command, you're actually breaking down the relationship you want between, you're ordering someone to do something, uh, and there's a bribe effectively, if you do this, you get money. And that's not the relationship you necessarily want to set yourself up for. I guess some people are bribed uh, by virtue of their pay packet to do jobs they don't enjoy because they want the money. And it's not really quite the relationship you want to establish. It's more a question of, look, there's a really good... Shiny fizzy air reward for helping us out here, and, and and it's appreciated. and It's a token of thanks. So, as opposed to I'm commanding you to do this, and if you don't, you're not going to get that. Because as a parent, you know, using a sledgehammer like that doesn't work, especially with younger kids. And there might be times where they're, they're tired. You know, my kids are involved with a lot of different after school activities. Obviously, we've got a farm, we've got a horse, and motorbike, and all the stuff that they get involved with outside. And sometimes, especially with kids of that age. It, it isn't like a working relationship where there are working hours we'll get to that in a minute i'm sure uh, it's helping out and you're gotcha. attaching a money value to it so if they've, if they've just been swimming and they're exhausted it, sometimes there's a time to just hang back but i guess that's a parenting skill any parent listening to this understands got gotcha. you so fleshing out a number of the the
1: insights you've given ab mm. your kids receiving money for, for helping out and doing chores then comes the notion of discerning spending and budgeting on the child's behalf as a parent how do you coach them through that or assist them in that process
0: it's an interesting one because my wife and i are both really quite different in terms of that um you know my side of the business is the 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 money and the investing side and hers is on the on the running the household and spending side uh and we both play to our strengths if i can say that (laughs) um and i think some of the lessons that she imparts with the kids are really different to what I would do and they're actually really good because I don't think there's any one way to do this. Um, you, you, if, you, if you work and you have a level of money, you should also have some colour and enjoyment from it is I guess the point I'm driving at here. So sometimes they will take their money jar and go and buy something and be really excited that they've gone down to the dollar shop and got all this stuff and, and derive pleasure from that, which is also a really important anchor to say that, you know, this work that you're doing and the savings that you've made, money in a jar doesn't really feel like much other than it's getting more and more full. But when you go and translate that into down at the dollar shop X, Y, and Z, and you're really enjoying playing with a car or the whatever it might be that you just bought from there, you can then connect the pleasure with the act of saving, which is a direct relation to actually working in the first place. So there's a cause Love and effect that. and a reward. And, and she's great at really reinforcing that. Um, I think um yeah that 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 that's really really important because it's a different style I guess to to what I would I I I'm like I tend to invest and save more than spend I've done my fair share of spending in my life but I derive as much from the investing rather than the outcome from it. So in terms of actually
1: discerning what that might look like for a child? Do you give them full reign on what they can spend their money on, or do you create a budget for them? Give them an amount, an allowance of what they can and can't do. How do you actually work out the intricacies of it?
0: Yeah, they're they're really different kids based on their personalities. So we've started with the idea of yeah, what budget is, and it's good when they come to the shops with you and they see what things cost. So um, you know it's it, my my son loves bacon. He loves eating it. He loves cooking it. Cooks cooks it for everybody. Bacon. Yeah, he's he, he's the king king of bacon, Jack. Bacon and, king, uh, nice. He, um, but he's also, and so now he sees like a packet of baking, I don't know, 11, 12 bucks or whatever it costs for that. He's gone, okay, well, right, so I'll do this all, I get my my, my 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 $6 because, you know, the formula we use is, you know, for every year of age, you give them a dollar. A different discussion around the horse poop because I said that's a different task that's outside of the, the, right, d- okay. the stuff we do in the house. That was that was a commercial one. I'll tell you about my daughter's negotiating skills there in a few moments. Gotcha. So he's looked at that and gone, okay, so I've got to work two weeks for a packet of bacon. So now he, he, I've noticed that last week he, he, he's not quite as free and easy throwing it all in the pan, not because we make him buy it, but he realizes that it's expensive. So he started to get the idea of what things cost. Value. Based on, okay, well, that's a week of chores for half a packet of that, so that's actually quite expensive stuff. That's really, really smart. Whereas well, previously, it's like we'll have some bacon, and he's just like, got, you know, we've got five kids, so there's a kilo of bacon goes through the frying pan on the Sunday morning, easily, you know." And but now he's starting to think of it through different lenses. And, I, and I, I, whilst I don't want him to see everything in life like that, I think it's a really important part of attaching value to effort because effort, money, and value are three different components on there. You know, the effort gives you the money. How you choose to spend the money and what value you get from it is your discretionary decision. And so, yeah, budgeting to a way. He he's really generous. He'll give his money to everybody. He's he's just a really giving kind of kid. Um, so if my eldest wants to get something, and she's actually quite quite shrewd, I think she's a little more like me with money. He'll go, oh, if you haven't got enough money, here's five dollars, Charlotte. And 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 I he, he, he's not a, oh, I need it back. It's like, no, you can get this. I know you want it. He's just a really generous kid like that. He might change as he gets a little bit older,
1: but. Um, Mm. which drawing out uh drawing out jack's lessons in his mm. actions it's like being an adult right mm. if you want to go on a holiday or buy something for yourself you have to Mm. have to equate some value to it I worked this many hours to get this so mm. is it worth spending on it is it worth saving right? Mm. E-
0: exactly right what benefit are you gonna get from it and like the other day you know only these are just anecdotes but I guess you know this is life and it's the thing that sort of puts fuel in your tank to know that you are maybe on the right pathway with what you're doing uh, maybe the people listening to this who totally disagree with it and that's their journey their family their decision but like the other morning um, we had we had a boys day out and uh, and started we we're gonna get haircuts and some other bits and pieces nice and so we're there waiting for an appointment. So Matt's going to get a cup of coffee or a hot chocolate in his case. Said, oh, great. He said, I bought some money so I can buy you a coffee today, Daddy. And really? it's like, I'm nearly crying. It's like, wow. I said, just like, Matt, I get this. He said, no, no. I said, no, you're right. You saved that up for something else that you really that's want. Beautiful, um, and, that's beautiful. And awesome. it was, um, that's real stuff. And you know, the message is kind of sitting there. And and as I say, he's a really giving, giving kid. Um, but it's his choice what he does with that money, and he knew that that was a kind thing to do, and that's already something that's embedded in it. So he's worked, he saved his money, and he wanted to share it with someone he cared about, and that hit me, really did his parents, like, wow, he's now I'm talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's, I think, a tick in the box of maybe the pathway that we're kind of on with the kids at this stage, but that will change over time. They'll get older, and the relationship they have with money, hopefully these sort of foundational skills are sort of sitting in there. And there comes an extent to, what more chores can you give them? So my daughter's already got the horse poo because that's it's her horse so it's something that's personal to her but my son and, and I guess the others they'll find things to do so we've got for chickens so someone will end up taking over the egg run on the chickens every morning in the afternoon and already one of the things that we do when we sell our eggs that's their, their, their sort of kicker fun for holidays, books, whatever it might be and, and, and they're getting involved with that so at some point they'll take that over which is a little bit more of a responsibility because with animals it's seven days a week it's not like when you feel like it because you have to be consistent and um, i think you yeah, know there's also a direct correlation because if they do a good job of their animal husbandry and we get more eggs then they've got more eggs to sell so they can make more money so in the back of my mind that's where i'm seeing the sort of journey with the kids going in terms of okay and that becomes more of a business as opposed to I guess, pocket money. And we're in a position where you know, we've created an environment where we can give them these lessons. You know, it's not like, you know, and I think that's also very, very important because there's a transition between doing chores around the house and then starting to do things that, that perhaps have a little bit more commercial value. And that's an example of something that does have commercial value where they can look after the chicks every day, feed them, water them, have that responsibility which is a great life skill and then when they see the fruits of that labour come through, uh, you know there's maybe 60 eggs, 5 dozen eggs to sell and maybe we put them out the the front of the farm and they're on the honesty stand and it's 5 bucks a dozen so there's $30 coming in that day and you go well okay that's much much more than the pocket money that mum and dad were giving me but I'm also consistently doing a little bit more work towards it I think is the next step through. In that learning journey certainly in my household and I guess you know the parents out there they've got the ability to provide that you know it's like a lemonade stand on the front 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 driveway isn't it same thing. Really cool AB and I guess moving moving
1: forward as we transition you mentioned through the journey and then a commercial Mm. benefit at what age and how do you actually encourage your kids to get into part-time work which is kind of the next step right?
0: Yeah Uh, and again this is uh, I think uh, an area that can be quite divisive in terms of what people's views are and again that may be something you've inherited through your own experience and I'm a huge advocate for for it as as indeed my wife is too and I, I think that's coming from, you know, in my case a working class background where, you know, my dad said get a uni- degree from the university life, you need to learn skills, get out there and and and, and do this. So the commercial stuff I did, like we didn't have a farm didn't have eggs where I grew up, but my dad used to repair cars in the garage. So I'd help him on a Saturday morning and I'd get five five pounds for it. And it would be easy to be sat on the couch watching cartoons or whatever you do on a Saturday morning. And instead I had that work in the garage. Not ideal, not probably that safe either, but it was a great journey. I bonded with my dad and Happy loved nice. every minute of it, you know, cold, wet and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, then my mum on the other side of it would be really keen on the pocket money philosophy. So I was getting the, if you work in a commercial sense and add value, you can make money working with my dad fixing cars. But then my chores around the house moved up a little bit. So you know it might be when you're sort of 13, 14, maybe you start cleaning the windows, which you know, in, in the UK outside in the winter when it's cold and wet is not much fun. And my mum, I always remember this, she used to give me, I, when I, rather than my pocket money, if I'd done the washing up, through the week and clean the windows. Um, and I think I used to take the garbage bag out. I used to get, I think it was five pounds of pocket money from mum and I was probably about 13 or so at the time. But she never used to give me the notes. She used to give it me in a little brown envelope and it was a breakdown of what I'd been paid it for. Payslips, so it's like a payslip. Nice. And really smart. And, I, and, and, and I, I, this is something I'm probably going to do with my kids because we inherit our parents' sure. map of the world sometimes. And, and I think, again, that attribution of what you've done to to what you've got. So I'd go in the garage, five quid off Dad, and then I'd do all this stuff around the house, £10 a week, which was a lot of money back then. The difference is what Dad was doing was bringing money into the family, whereas what Mum was doing was taking something out of the household budget and giving it to me, and that gets you to that flexion point, I think, where, particularly in my case with five kids, I suppose, um, that's potentially a reasonable amount of pocket money that you're starting to pay out. And as they get older, maybe that's something you want to move off of your P&L in Income and Outgoings and and move out to somebody else, which then forges the pathway, if you will, to going out and getting a a part-time job after school. And I think a part-time job after school isn't just about earning your money or pocket money, Um, you know, it's about learning life skills. Like for example, you have to turn up on time. Um, You work longer hours, you get more money. You also get exposed to teaching and training, and as we all know, you can't be a prophet in your own land, you never listen to your parents, but if somebody else tells you, you probably will. So you know, if it's someone like McDonald's, for example, not necessarily the most glamorous job, but you are gonna get the best customer service training on the planet. Great training. Which is gonna carry through the rest of your life and the way that you see the world in terms of service. So there are some serendipities to a part-time job in addition to the relationship Around money and those serendipities, I don't think, can be ignored. I think the other side of the coin, your kids can possibly do a little bit too much work after school or outside of, uh, you know, part time hours, and they may miss out on some opportunities at school. So, you know. Um, I worked after school um, I ended up working in in, in the bakery in, in my village pound an hour I love that job I remember I worked 96 hours one week cuz so I really needed to save up for something 96 hours yeah, one Christmas week Christmas holidays I remember 96 hours about 14 15 got and 96 quid that week in fact my boss he was pretty tight but he gave me a hundred that week he said you deserve that you've worked hard bonus round yeah. up which is
1: in a lesson in itself. Yeah.
0: You do extra work, you get paid extra. And, and it's because I wanted something, so I had a desire for it. I knew I needed to save to get there and I needed to put the effort in, the ingrained effort of learning these steps early in life that if I put enough effort in, I can get to that. And in the end, I didn't buy it because oh, do I need it or do I want it? Oh, I just busted my back to get that. I think I'll hold the cash. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's that's my own personal gotcha. journey. Um, but, you know, the, the trade-off on that is you might miss out on some after-school activities. Uh, and so as a parent, again, knowing your own kids, you've got to also... Think you know, there's a bit of push and, uh, and shove in there. Maybe more hours, maybe less hours. A little bit more pocket money and some life skills versus some other opportunities they might be missing out on. It's always a trade off, and I think you've got to get that balance right. The other thing is, of course, you don't want your kids to be exhausted. You want them at school learning and in a fresh state of mind. So, getting that balance right is very important. But I do believe that you know. If you outsource that after-school job, it's it's a more formal working environment, and it's a precursor to, to being in the working world, also looks great on your resume, and no question about it, can really help you, again, correlate the life skill of effort and work and the reward that then comes with that, and then the judgment decisions you can make about that reward. Are you going to save it? Are you going to spend it? Are you going to spend some of it and save the rest for something else? Um, are you saving for something bigger in which case you've got to learn to budget? There's no real downside to those life skills yet you know unfortunately some parents can I guess deny the their children that opportunity to pick up those life skills firsthand based on their beliefs of
1: whether it's a good or a bad thing. And Amy listening to this so many good lessons in there and we talk about being foundations and basics hmm. the things that we're looking to teach our kids, is exactly the skills that we need to use as an adult, just Mm. in a different format at a higher level. But ultimately what you do there is what you do now. Mm. Uh, so, are there any final words as we cap off our broadcast today? Look,
0: look it sounds really basic, and the reason, yeah, you know, we talked about pocket money is a lot of our listeners are adolescent. So, you know, if you're adolescent, and you listen to this. It's time to sit your parents down and work on that pay negotiation. I, I did not mention to you, I'd, I'd say what oh, my yes. daughter did. So, we started the bidding, and, and, and uh, she's
1: this is for the weekly
0: wage, this right? This is for the this is for the horse poo contract. Okay, it's yeah, contract. Written? It's got oh yeah, we got it written out. She's really? It. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, okay, she, she's she's a really linear person and she's really direct and she is very, very smart. She said, okay, Daddy, I just need to make sure, you know, I get paid for doing this. Said, there's no credit risk here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's do that. So, she's beautiful. So, she's gone off and written this contract. Said, do you want to type it up like you do for, for your work stuff and we can both sign it and it says what we've got to do. So, she said, I, Charlotte, I'll be picking up the horse poo and I, Daddy, have got to... It's absolutely fantastic. So, and it's cash, not bank transfer. She wants the cold hard cash. She's she's a great negotiator. Hopefully the is not listening to uh, this, yeah, by the way. Right, yeah. Yeah. there's a, a tax free level for kids <laughs> and the, uh and so, so we went through that and then she started the bidding at about 20, 20 bucks 20 bucks a yeah, week yeah because you know there's, a, there's an acre of paddock and there's a fair bit of poo out there a fair bit of work uh, and so yeah my negotiating strategy may have been, I might have been just pulling a few more clubs out of the bag of uh, skills in life for that, but yeah we settled on six and the reason that number, it wasn't to drive, drive it down, that wasn't what my intention probably was actually, you know me well enough, but no it, was, it, it wasn't to drive it down, I wanted to make sure that what it was wasn't too much because if that became too big an influence, uh, over the idea of general pocket money and some of the chores around the house kind of blurs into the background. You go, look, I'm making 20 a week doing my horse poo, so I'm not going to do the dishes uh, or, 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 or clear, cut the stuff off the table or, or just generally help out, whatever it might be. So you then blur that line because the relative values from different things sure. can be quite distorted. And I guess, you know, on on the back of that, uh, yeah, just as an observation, you can see, you know, when people get into you know, juvenile crime, all of a sudden you can make a grand a week by, you know, selling some drugs uh, to kids at your school. So why would you want to do anything over here at McDonald's? Why go to school? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so you got, I think you've got to be really minded on where those relative values are, so they don't pull people down a pathway, good or bad, whatever that may be. So that's why we ended up at six, which you know, commensurate with the work, was about right. And uh, and uh, yeah, so I, and I do help her out with it as well. So You're she, a hard man. Yeah, no, I do give. i hate to work for M- you. Might drive the tractor around with the bucket there, so she can put <laughs> it in there. So she'd have to put it in a bucket, but yeah. So you know, establishing that number and and and, and 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 arriving at that number is is something that's important. And it will change over time as they get older. You've got to keep them interested. Obviously, it's also a cost of living rise too. So you know, that dollar a year. Of age is probably not a bad, easy benchmark, and then maybe you get to that threshold where what they're doing it becomes two dollars for every year of age, as time goes by. You know, that's just a really basic formula, and it's not set in stone, but it just gives you some guidelines as to what's 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 reasonable. But you know, irrespective of of anything else, if I kind of put my money in investing hat on you know, which is the hard-nosed industry that I'm in. And I look at the the lessons, and conditioning is probably not the term to use because it sounds like it's a real manipulation, but it is conditioning that these kids are getting at this age. And their relationship with money is positive Um, in terms of, if I look at my son, he's very generous with it because maybe he's a little bit younger uh, and maybe his sister's negotiating skills get to him from time to time. Uh, But nonetheless, his, his characteristics around money are there. But he still saves, and his understanding that it's his discretionary money to spend on things that will give him joy. In the case of buying me a coffee, he felt that uh, that was just mind blowing. That to see that through, or my uh, or, or, or saving up to to want to get something and actually going, yeah, I think I'll just keep the cash back because something better might come along down the line, is key. And, and, and as a final sort of um, point to all of that, if your kids are saving, and just to really turbocharge that relationship with money. Depending on the household finances and and, and, and where you're at uh, and your ability to do this, at the end of the year, doing a savings match with them, like, okay, you've managed to save 50 bucks and introducing the concept of interest, you've saved 50, so I'm going to give you another 50 to go in there to do it because you've done really well at saving that. So you're reinforcing that message that saving is a good thing, it's a positive thing, and savings can help you then generate more return from the money that you've saved versus spending. Uh, And that's a really subtle, and maybe giving them a a dollar match isn't the right amount. Maybe it's like, if you save 50 bucks, I'll give you another 10. Or whatever you work out that goes with your budget, but whatever that number might be, the fact that you're conditioning saving being a good thing, and introducing the concept that when you have some money, it grows naturally if you work it, as opposed to just choosing to frivolously spend it, I guess, is, is, is another point to that as a parent, and the life lessons that you can give your kids through pocket money. And you know something, just thinking back of what we've talked about over the last 20-25 minutes, And and you mentioned this, it's not just about kids in pocket money, it's actually life uh, and and how life actually works at a more grown-up level too, an adult level. So hopefully there's something in here for everybody. First of our foundations, there'll be plenty more we start from, but right now we're talking about helping your kids um, fill their piggy bank and doing it in a way that's not gratuitous and where they've just got their hand out for child welfare, they understand the relationship and the value associated with money, what the trade-off and the opportunity cost of earning it might be, and therefore when they go further forward in life they spend it wisely and use a level of stewardship over it, which is ultimately the responsibility that has come with wealth. Great stuff, eh? You Couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks very much. Absolute pleasure. Anytime, Mitch. There you have it, guys. Make sure you give us a review and a rating, and we'll look forward to hosting you next week.